this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it. It being chewing the fat. How in the world are you? You look great. I have a warning for you. Uh, If you are one of the people that have received seeds in the mail from a suspicious package, say from China, you're being asked not to open the seeds. Um, Apparently, uh, if you get seeds in the mail, it's a bad thing. (laughs) If I must admit, if I were to get a package with seeds, not knowing where it's from, and you see that it's from China, I would not open those seeds. I don't know that I would call the authorities, although they're asking you to call the authorities, which is probably a good thing. And uh, let them take a look at the contraband. But uh, I'm just saying, don't open the seeds. So the great country of Iceland. You know Iceland. You love Iceland, right? Got about, I don't know, 20 or 30 people living there. Actually, I think what it's 400,000 or something like that. I don't think it's even 400,000, but it's, it's not a lot. Uh, there's more people on the roads that drive back and forth to Mercury studios every day than live in Iceland, but they have a tourism group that have, uh, that have devised a, well, what they're calling a clever ad campaign but uh you know it's kind of cute i guess so they've uh, devised a plan to get people thinking about iceland and what they want you to do is send them a scream they acknowledge the difficult times many people are experiencing and wrote looks like you've been through a lot it looks like you need to let it out it looks like you need Iceland. And they have a website uh, called looks like you need Iceland.com. Now they have uh, several speakers, audio speakers, that they have uh, placed around the country. And they're going to play your screams through those speakers for the world in Iceland to hear. Uh, I'm guessing more people will probably hear it from here than hear it in Iceland, but you know, okay. Now I went to the website and I listened to some of the screams and I'm a little disappointed. Some are, you know, screams and others aren't really screams. They're just trying to be ha ha funny and they're not really screams. Some of them pretty good. So imagine, uh, 
Imagine if you will. Imagine if you will. Walking through the lush dirt of Iceland. And, hey, there's a giant speaker. And you hear this. Okay, those were just a few examples. Uh, Yaya from London, Simone, Francisca from Munich, uh, Arlen from the U.S., Where's Molly in London. Some really good ones. Uh, And there were others that were, you know, really sad and pathetic. But uh, what I would, you know, what I would offer as a part of this Iceland campaign uh, looks like you need Iceland.com. If you want to participate, you should go to the website. Uh, looks like Iceland.com. And when you do your shout, whatever it is, tag chewing the fat in it as well. Uh, looks like you need chewing the fat as well as Iceland when you're doing this. So I want to hear your screams. And I promise you, I promise you, they will get aired on this very podcast. So, just like Iceland, you need to let it out. Chewing the fat is here for you as well. Now, you can choose whatever scream you want. You heard the screams that I aired uh, a little bit ago, and those were uh, those were pretty powerful. Now, there's also uh, screams like uh, uh, Camilla from London. That was uh, a little sad, actually, but... That was her scream. <laughs> See the difference? Camilla in London, Gabrielle in Los Angeles. Let it out. <laughs> uh, so if you're going to do it, at least, uh, at least be prepared to share it with chewing the fat. Please. And, you know, is it me or is chicken everywhere these days? Everywhere I turn, there's chicken. Like, uh, tomorrow is National Chicken Wing Day. But today, if you're listening live on the 28th of July, 2020, beginning at noon Eastern time, KFC and Crocs are going to come out with their new clogs painted to look like a KFC fried chicken bucket and they're going to be topped with chicken scented drumstick gibbets charms and they're going to be sold on Crocs website so have fun I guess the shoe collab first premiered at the New York Fashion Week way back in February almost another lifetime ago they were modeled by Korean artist MLAMA who I mean Lama, um, 
who doesn't, I mean, I am fashion. I'm well aware of the Korean artist, Blama. Uh, their shoes are going to be about 60 bucks a pair. And how much, and this is how much they believe in the found, the, the scholarship foundation from KFC, the scholarship fund for employees, $3 from each pair. A whole three dollars. Uh, There's sixty dollars a pair. A whole three dollars from each pair, buck fifty a shoe, uh, is going to go toward the KFC Foundation Scholarship Fund for employees. So you can well, well, well believe that they are all for the uh, scholarship fund for employees. I mean, they're giving three whole dollars <laughs> from the uh, from the sales. That's nice of them. Okay, I got it. They don't have to give anything. And they are. But they are, uh, they're beautiful looking. They're beautiful looking. I mean, there's, if you, you nothing says fashion like a croc clog decorated as a KFC chicken bucket with the chicken scented drumstick gibbets charms on the top. So. Man, you want to get jump right on that. You want to get right on it. And again, chicken is everywhere. Chick-fil-A, uh, at least uh, at Chick-fil-A in, uh, in Virginia, has decided that they want to help out. Uh, they want to help out with uh, free food vouchers in exchange for coins. So, you know, that we have the big coin shortage. And, uh, you know, we heard from the U.S. Mint saying that... Uh, Consumers need to begin spending their coins. Well, okay. But uh, this particular Chick-fil-A, you know, they're saying that, hey, we'll give you, uh, you know, free food vouchers if you uh, use coins, which I think is kind of cool. It says it's going to hand out, uh, if you bring $10 in coins to exchange for $10 in paper cash, they're going to give you free food vouchers. Does it say what they're actually, how much they're going to give you? Um, company plans to host the promotion tomorrow. If you're in Virginia, Lynchburg, uh, location, uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. The Lynchburg location. Uh, if you bring in $10 worth of coins, they'll give you $10 in paper cash. And they're going to thank you with a Chick-fil-A card towards a future purchase. Limited time offer until need is met. Maximum 10 coupon cards per guest. Only at Chick-fil-A at Ward's Road. Okay, it doesn't say, though. They keep saying they're going to give you a card. It doesn't say what they're giving you for this thing, though. And this needs to happen around the country. If Chick-fil-A did this at every Chick-fil-A, coins would be re- admitted into our lifestyle at uh, at restaurants that's how busy chick-fil-a's are so towards a future purchase and now the card they show be our guest has chick-fil-a nuggets a grilled chicken sandwich or a regular chicken sandwich so for 10 bucks a uh, ten dollars worth of coins you get a card that will give you either a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, the original or spicy, Chick-fil-A nuggets, original or grilled, looks like a 10 count, and a grilled chicken or and or a grilled chicken sandwich. That's not bad. That's not bad for $10 worth of coins. Uh, you get a $10 bill and a card for that. That needs to happen around the country. That, my friends, needs to happen around the country. 
Another thing that uh, brought chickens into the forefront for me today is uh, NBA player Lou Williams is being investigated by the league for allegedly visiting a strip club after he left the Disney World coronavirus bubble to attend a funeral. So he's down at Disney World and, you know, they're keeping the NBA players in a bubble, but there's, you know, they, some of them get special dispensations to leave and go do their thing, whatever it is. And he's obviously his thing is a funeral. But he was photographed inside uh, Magic City Strip Club on Thursday night. Had a drink in his hand and he was wearing an NBA face mask. So he was wearing a mask. Uh, you know, it was following uh, following rules in Georgia and the NBA, wearing a mask, uh, you know, out holding a drink at Magic City Strip Club. Now, according to Mr. Williams, he attended a dinner at Magic City following the funeral. And, I mean, of course, when you get done with the funeral, where do you go for your after-funeral dinner? Magic City Strip Club. Hello. Now, according to reports, uh, that's where he, where he goes for wings. He lived in Atlanta for quite some time. Uh, they actually have at Magic City wings named after him, which I think uh, is kind of cool. Right? Right? Come on now. They have the, uh, the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings at Magic City. And, you know, it's just a few blocks from uh, the home court there in Atlanta. I, last time I was in Atlanta, in that neck of the woods, actually, um, it's such a it's such a beautiful place. And it actually is a, a kind of a cool place to be in uh, downtown Atlanta. Uh, although I saw um, a crack deal go down and I watched, uh, uh, you know, I watched crack being smoked in a parking lot between cars. So, I mean, is it? Better that he was at the strip club eating wings, eating his own wings? Probably. Probably. If he's out in the parking lot, he could have been smoking crack. Oh, and then there's the story of uh, the Blue Lobster. Isn't that Chicken of the Sea? Oh, wait. No, that's Tuna. Uh, The Red Lobster employee apparently uh, doing his, you know, job, getting ready, getting the lobsters ready for dinner uh, in Ohio. Um found a rare blue lobster and uh, instead of saying wow man look at that blue lobster i think i'll eat that or i'll make sure a special customer gets that nope no they got a hold of uh the akron zoo and they gave the zoo the blue lobster now according to this one of every two million lobsters is blue right wow now according to the zoo the blue shell is due to a genetic anomaly thank you appreciate it so a a zoo member uh, picks up the lobster at the red lobster and uh, off it goes to the zoo so now they have their the blue lobster is in just a different kind of prison while this lobster has been shipped to a red lobster in Ohio and was all ready to all ready to be eaten and have this distress ended. Nope. We're going to send it to a new prison at the zoo and let people just look at it and say, Hey, there's a, 
There's a blue lobster. Bang on the glass. Hey, blue lobster. Look at me. Look at me. So they named it Claude. And they gave him a special tank at the Akron Zoo called Claude's Man Cave. But it's a lobster. Wouldn't it be Claude's Lobster Cave? I doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, it's housed in their Komodo Kingdom building, which obviously is closed to the public. <laughs> I mean, there's coronavirus out there. So that's the way it goes. Now, not long ago in 2019, which seems like 18 million years ago, uh, they found a blue lobster in, at a Massachusetts restaurant and they sent it to a local aquarium and the local aquarium just ate it. No, that's not true. <laughs> so I guess they found a cotton candy colored lobster. Not once, but twice. So, I mean, it was supposed to be the red and black lobster, a one in a million find. They found, they found it twice. And maybe it was from the same, maybe it was from the same cluster, right? The same mom kicked out a couple of cotton candy lobsters and, in the same area of lobster hunting in that same month, they, they found the two cotton candy colored lobsters, but, uh, they're not with, they're not with Claude in the Ohio zoo. I'll tell you that. So, I mean, Claude lucked out. He's in his own special prison. So the trend has started. Uh, Close on Thanksgiving. Uh, Target and Dick's are following Walmart's lead and closing stores on Thanksgiving. Uh, There's plenty of other stores talking about, you know, changing the way they sell for the holidays. Um, You know, instead of Thanksgiving being the Black Friday pre-sales or the beginning of the Black Friday sales. So they're going to close on Thanksgiving. I mean, that's great. But one of the reasons that they started opening on Thanksgiving was to stop the rush of people on Friday morning for Black Friday. Right? They'd open at 6, and then they open at 5, and then they open at 4, and then they open at 3, and the crowds just, you know, crush the doors. So, you know what? They open on Thanksgiving to try to relieve some of that, you know, holiday Black Friday rush. Well, I mean, with coronavirus and COVID-19, how are we going to do that? I mean, how is that going to happen? And Macy's is saying they're going to rethink their holiday push for advertising and sales. Are we still going to have a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, by the way? I bet not. I mean, they're, they're worried. Oof. Talk about traditions needing to change. Well, that's a big one. They take the parade away, man. And Macy's, you know, sponsors it. And then, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but the store is usually open. Uh, they might not be open during the parade, but I know for a fact that, uh, they're open after the parade because I walked by there on Thanksgiving day. So, I mean, wow. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen. So, you know, good for these companies for closing on Thanksgiving, but I don't know that that's going to ease the pain. And they were also saying that they were going to close on Thanksgiving because 
there's uh, Thanksgiving is a couple of days earlier than it was last year, so they got a couple of more days uh, in the month for people to shop before December, before we head into the December Christmas rush. It's going to be a, a weird, weird year. But if you're looking for a gig, uh, Amazon, UPS, FedEx, uh, Postal Service might be a place to go for at least, uh, you know, holiday part-time work because there's going to be a lot of online and we can't come to your house, but here's your presents sent through the through the mail. There's going to be needed delivery people. And uh, so if you need a gig, that could be it. Just driving around a neighborhood in a golf cart delivering packages. Can't get more fun than that. All right, let's go to the break room. You know, you, as well as myself, need something cold to drink right about now. <sighs> goes good with the chicken wings, right? Or the lobster. Or... Goes good with just about anything. Uh, remember to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, please. Um, it's the podcast. Uh, it's the show that you're listening to now. But if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, you are a freeloader and uh, you don't want to be a freeloader in life. Now, it is free to subscribe to the podcast, but then you're a good, decent human being that's a freeloader. If you're not a subscriber, you are not a good, decent human being that's a freeloader. You're, a, you're a, just a nasty freeloader that's doing it for nothing, Okay. <laughs> so subscribe to chewing the fat and uh you know pick a platform we're on uh, we're on all major platforms you know the first couple that come to mind are you know spotify and itunes but you know if you prefer another one go ahead that's fine but uh and then if you want to you know want to contact us you can email the show chewing the fat at the com, and you can always follow follow me on social media uh, Twitter at Jeffy JFR, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. So uh, you know you can be a part of chewing the fat, make it your your mission to listen to the show as we give you content daily. And the, some of the days that we don't give you content on the podcast, we're giving you content on the YouTube channel. So you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher, duh. As long as you're in the subscribing mood, you might as well subscribe to that as well. Okay. I want to remind you also that you can still vote for, uh, you know, Glenn Beck to the Radio Hall of Fame. You know, I said it before, and I, I really do. I absolutely mean this. It's, it's embarrassing that he's not in there already for what the man has accomplished. And, you know, it would be, it w- I will be pissed on his behalf. If he doesn't get in. So it's uh, radiovote.com to vote for Glennon to the Radio uh, Hall of Fame. Now, there's other people you could vote for, and you can look them up in, you know, in, other, uh, in other divisions, other parts. But you just want to, you know, spoken word and Glenn Beck. And uh, it's one vote per email address. I say that because I voted um, on my laptop and I voted on my phone, but I made the mistake of using a different email address. Now I went today and I voted, I attempted to vote 
uh, using an email address that I thought I used yesterday, and it told me I did. So I don't think, I think they have uh, actually fixed the uh, voting issue that happened last year where you could vote on your phone and on your laptop or your computer at home with the same email address. I'm not sure. But as of right now, from what I can tell, and I'll I'll keep trying different ways, shh, I'll let you know, just don't tell anybody, that uh, different ways to create more votes. But uh, if it's, you know what, if they're allowing it, it's legal. It's not cheating. So right now, uh, from what I can tell, uh, whether you vote on your phone at uh, radiovote.com or you vote on your laptop, uh, it's one vote per email. So I'm just, you know, as an example, if you had multiple email addresses, you could vote for each email address that you had. Just, you know, just throwing it out there. <laughs> Not telling you to do that. My gosh. Oh, and set the date. It's been set for the uh, Mercury One uh, yearly gala. Oh, well, I'm sorry. It's the Mercury One ball. Now, it's in person if COVID allows and it's going to be online virtually, uh, whether you're there in person or not, uh, Saturday, October 24th at uh, 6 p.m. Now, it doesn't say uh, it's going to be in Dallas, of course, but it doesn't say exactly where it's going to be. Hmm. It says uh, it's an event with Glenn Beck and David Barton and your favorite Blaze Media personalities. I mean, hello, why am I not listed there? Uh, So it's going to be October 24th, Saturday, 6 p.m. Central. And just be ready for it. Uh, More information. uh, You'll be receiving more details in the coming weeks and months. It's not that far off, October 24th. It'll be here sooner than you know. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget, uh, you know, I saw that they had... You know, the stupid Congress has got Attorney General in front of them at some some stupid meeting that they want to try to run him off today. We couldn't have the meeting yesterday with the f- heads of the four families of the new mafia because uh, of uh, the Lewis funeral and the Lewis showing and the Lewis month-long uh, respect for his life after he died. But we could get together and try to run Barr off. So anyway, the heads of the four families go before the Judicial Committee tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I can't wait to hear what they have to say. And if they're going to you know, bow down and try to be nice. Or if they're just going to tell them, I don't work for you, Senator. We'll see if that actually happens. No way. <laughs> I mean, we've got, uh, there's a lot going on. You got Amazon. Now they're trying to, you know, bust them up. They're saying that uh, they've been meeting with and investing in startups, and then uh, they they make products later that directly compete with them. Well, so they can do what they want. So if they're investing in the startup or even purchasing them, uh, they could make their own product that way too. It's the way it works. Although, you know, if you're a startup. And you just meet with Amazon. And then Amazon says, hey, you know, we're not really interested. Take care. Good luck. God bless. 
and then you know a couple months later you're still struggling and trying to get that thing up and running and then amazon has a a thing that's just like yours uh that would be a problem if that could be proven oof, that's a problem according to this uh, twitter is a national security threat hmm All world leaders use Twitter in some way. A single tweet has the ability to create major diplomatic issues. That's a fact. Even if the offending tweet is removed quickly, it may not be enough to correct the damage. (laughs) And it makes the other countries distrust one another. Well, smarten up. You don't have to tweet. No, really, you don't have to. Just because you have a Twitter account, you don't have to tweet and uh garmin the gps technology company uh they had a ransomware uh hack demanded 10 million bucks okay i got uh, you know the cyber attack uh demanding 10 million dollars they said the system uh they're slowly coming back online after it was hit with the cyber attack i didn't see where they paid uh you know what i'm gonna uh, we're gonna see if they paid doesn't look like they did. Uh, we'll see. Uh, according to this, they uh, were shut down. The cyber attack affected consumers who used the run and bike fitness sessions in the Garmin Connect app and pilots who used the aviation database services. And all call centers are shut down. So they shut everything down. Uh, they're experiencing an outage. They, uh, the outage also affects our call centers. We're unable to receive any calls, emails, or online chats. We're going to resolve this. Um, we have no reason to believe that user data has been impacted. So it looks like they shut it down. Employees weren't using any of their stuff. Everybody was just locked down and now they're, you know, opening it back up. So, you know. Maybe they didn't pay, and they're just, they just shut everything down, and they're going to creep and you know open it back up, and uh, you know make sure the wall is up and strong as they open as they slowly open it back up. If you're the hacker, you're bummed. <laughs> I mean, ten million seems a little should have went for more, right? They're like, we don't have to pay them ten million. Let's move on. If it had been more, maybe they would have thought they had to pay. And what is going on with with the Ellen DeGeneres show? I mean, she can't catch a break. Now, Warner Media is having an internal investigation over numerous accounts of workplace problems on the long-running daytime series. I mean, they are not letting this go. She is just in a bad place. And maybe she's a bad person. I don't know. You know, on the air, she doesn't seem like a bad person. Some of the reports were a little, you know, like a, you know, she didn't talk to me very nice while I was on the show. Well, you were on her show hawking your stuff. Doesn't mean she has to bow down to you because you were on her show. I mean, she doesn't have to pat you on the back and say what a great person you are. You, she interviewed you. You talked about your stuff. You moved on with your life. But apparently you didn't move on with your life because you wanted Ellen to, you know, I don't know, kiss and tongue you on the air and that didn't happen. It's just, you know, and, and, the, and the, 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 one, the, the security guy, she didn't talk to me. She wasn't, you're a security guy. Shut up. 
Your job is to take care of her, not to have her pat you on your ass as you walk by, making sure it's safe for her to go into the room. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make her a bad person. Now, maybe she is. Again, maybe she is. But I just, she should have never sat with George W. Bush at the Dallas Cowboys game. Then once she sat with W at the Cowboys game, it was they were out to get her. And they have been ever since. It's tougher to bring down her than than a lot of other people because Ellen is Ellen, right? I mean, she's a monster. And uh, she brings in a lot of money, creates a lot of business, and has helped a lot of other businesses make a lot of money. So, I mean... Ellen DeGeneres uh, Media, or whatever the hell she calls herself, is a monster. So good luck. But they've been trying. They've been doing their best during COVID to, uh, she's just not a nice person. I was on the show and she didn't smile at me. Okay. Thanks for showing up at the show. Appreciate it. And, you know, her ratings have been, you know, huge. A and E. They're talking about their viewership dropping almost 50% since they canceled Live PD. Wow. I mean, that is incredible. Now, maybe it's not about the money. Maybe it's not. But, I mean, people were going to A and E to watch Live PD. And they canceled the show. They just cut it. Uh, you know, due to the Black Lives Matter protests and they didn't want to have live TV on. And, I mean, wow. Wow. 49% less than last year in the key demos. Um, Some network has got to bring that show back. And if you don't bring it back the way it was, live PD, I'll give you an idea. It's a million-dollar idea for you, A&E, or or whatever network wants to bring up, uh, you know, Live TV, you donate a lot of, so there's plenty of police departments that are still struggling to have body cams, uh, you know, hooked up and, uh, you know, some do, some don't, but there's plenty of police departments that don't and they have their, you know, they have the dash cams, but they don't have the body cam and they're working to afford to put the body cams on. You provide the body cams, not a camera guy running around with them, but a body cam. And then it's just, you know, police body cam, body cam live. And uh, you just edit the body cam footage and, you know, the the car cams. And it's just uh, body cam footage from police departments all over the country. That You know, you provide them the, the body cams and they turn them on. And if they turn them off, you can show the footage before what was going on to the time that they shut it off and it'll make them look bad. So you have an opportunity to make the police look bad and or good with the body cam footage. I know. Listen, you're welcome. Speaking of shows that are going to get uh, just massive amounts of ratings, I mean huge amounts of ratings, uh, HBO Sports is going to air Seeing America with Megan Rapinoe on August 1st. Oh boy, it is going to be such a a refreshing show 
that, uh, well, we need to have a conversation. And we're going to have that conversation with Seeing America with Megan Rapinoe. Now, she's going to, she, of course, is, you know, the U.S. women's soccer team captain. And who would she have on her first show? And I say first show because uh, Peter Nelson, uh, executive vice president of HBO Sports, said uh, Megan is fearless in speaking out on issues. And we are grateful she would choose HBO as home for this conversation and look forward to more opportunities with her to continue this dialogue. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I just now that you now that you know that, just think to yourself, who would she have on her show? Well, you guessed right. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And yes, not only AOC on this show, August 1st, Seeing America, she's going to have Nicole Hannah-Jones on the show. You know her, the 1619 Project founder and Pulitzer Prize winner. And of course, comedian and television host, Hassan Minhaj. That's going to be so good. That is going to be so so good i'm hesitant to play the promo for you but it's so good i i I want you to hear it how can we have this bigger conversation for me the point is to get the whole story this is the first election where i feel like we are actually voting for our lives i have this joke are we in the downfall section of our wikipedia page right now (laughs) i'm a gay female athlete i can't ever just be one thing Is there an opportunity to shift our country? Injustice is not built to last. (laughs) Big ideas. Seeing America. August 1st. I told you. (laughs) I told you. It's going to be riveting. And we definitely need to have that conversation. Right? Right. Also, sad news for Brian Stelter. uh, CNN host uh, if you're not familiar with brian stelter he hosts some show on cnn i don't know either sorry uh but he uh, apparently is in trouble uh nick sandman's lawyer uh warned stelter that his tweet about the cnn lawsuit may cost him his job boy that would be a shame huh it sure would huh so according to the attorney, uh, may have cost of his job because it's called breach of confidentiality agreement, Brian. I mean, is it possible that Brian didn't know about it? <sighs> Doubt it. But uh, he, I guess, retweeted or quote tweeted his uh, Sandman was undoubtedly paid nuisance value settlement and nothing more. Okay. All right. Uh, He retweeted that. So, uh, you know, good luck. Look, Nick is making a lot of money because you people treated him like crap. And uh, got his name and likeness and school and family and everything out there. And made it appear that he was this bad guy. And nothing could be further from the truth. And you didn't even give it a second thought from the very beginning. 
So whatever he gets, he deserves. You people are despicable. I I mean, we try to go both. You can quote me on this for the show. I, you know, we try to go both ways. But uh, there are plenty of times when you hear something and any logical mind, anyone goes, wait, that, is that it? That can't be it. What, what else? What brought that on? And you do your own homework. Oh my gosh. It's almost like that's what we preach here at the Blaze and the Blaze Podcast Network and the Blaze Television Network. But you know they don't teach that at CNN or MSNBC. You just know they don't. And uh, so, boy, it'd be a real shame, Brian. I don't wish anyone to lose their job ever. I don't want you to lose your job, Brian. I don't. Because they might bring someone in that someone will watch. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right. uh, Get a Kleenex or a napkin or a paper towel or whatever because... I want to, I'm going to tell you some sad news. Um, Elon, uh, you know, Elon Musk, the, the billionaire, uh, he, you know, he's been selling all his properties and we've gone over the houses that he's trying to sell. And, and, uh, you know, he's got, he still has, I think, I don't know how many he has left, but he hasn't sold them all. And he talked about, uh, what it was like not having a home. Uh, a big place in the Bay Area from 2002 to 2017. He said he slept at uh, the Tesla's Fremont, California factory, or he got a hotel room, or he slept in a friend's spare bedroom. And he said, you know, in retrospect, it was kind of good because you ended up, you know, rotating through friends and, and you catch up with them, you stay in contact. Whereas these days, this is where it gets sad. I've been staying in this strange Gatsby like house. I call it the haunted mansion, and it's a bit bleak. I mean, the house is beautiful, but it's like Wayne Manor without Alfred. Now, this is just a thought. Um, I bet he has an Alfred. I bet he has an Alfred. It might be Alina or uh, Altusa or whatever name you want to call it. Or art, but I bet he has an Alfred, and uh, I think it's. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. Now you know they're trying to beat him up over this. Come on, they're, they're trying to beat him up again about his tweets and calling the coronavirus dumb. Well, uh, really, what he was calling dumb was the lockdown on the world. Uh, If you are in the window, you should take care of yourself and be locked down. But uh, everyone else should be, I don't know, at work or running their business or going about their business. That would be nice. That would be nice. And he said he's not worried about his DMs getting hacked. What about the Twitter hack? And what if your DMs were put out there? Eh, go ahead. I don't care. Most Most of my DMs are memes anyway. And this is where it gets kind of sad that you think, well, you know, I don't know if it's sad or if it's, yeah, right. I don't want to believe you. But he said, you know, it was dropped in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial about, uh, you know, having the affair with Amber Heard and which he said, you know, he wasn't seeing her, did not have sex with her while he was, uh, while she was married to Johnny and also uh, that they had a threesome. 
Elon and Amber and her friend Kara. So uh, he said, oh, we didn't have a threesome. Uh, I think people see these things and are generally more salacious than they are. Oh, okay. Okay. Good for you. Not uh, not saying anything. I don't know if that's good for Amber. I don't know if that's good for Kara. I don't know if it's good for you because, you know, you got the wife that's not the wife. Just the, the new baby mama might get a little upset. You know, I understand, Elon. I understand. I also understand that uh, while this uh, research study uh, came from Japan, it may hold true, uh, you know, around the world. Uh, according to this, uh, higher income is uh, correlated with higher weight and blood pressure. Oh, really? Well, I wish that was true with me. Uh, so Japanese men uh, making 10 million or more yen. That's a lot of yen. <laughs> so 10 million yen in Japan is about $94,000 in the U.S.? Wow. You could be a million yen heir and still really only make ninety-four grand in the U.S.? Okay. So annually, they have uh, double the risk of developing high blood pressure. Uh, there are also higher rates of being obese and having heavier drinking habits. Men, not women, in the higher household incomes were more likely to be obese and drink alcohol every day. All right. All right, I know this, uh, this study, which was presented at the conference for the Japanese Circulation Society, and man, I am I'm a big fan of the Japanese Circulation Society. Uh, men with high-paying daytime jobs are at a particular risk of high blood pressure. This applies to men of all ages, and they need to, uh, they need to decrease their chance of heart attack or stroke by improving their health behaviors. Agreed. Boy, whew. Agreed. We have so much more to get to. I feel like every day I just, I, 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 we get together and then I feel like at the end of our togetherness, there's so much more I could share with you. So, I mean, just continue to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll get to the stories that, we'll get to the stories that matter on CTF. I mean, Look, we got, you know, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Uh, that's, you know, the big story that they, uh, you know, are now officially Greek citizens. I mean, they took a beating and they've taken a beating. Do they care though? No. Uh, you know, no. They're just, you know, that's part of their, you know, hey, we're, we're us and you're you. And boy, don't you wish you could be us? I do, Tom. I do. No, not really. I don't. I don't, Tom. I don't really want wish to be you. That is for sure. And so we have, uh, and, and what, uh, hydroxychloroquine, what is going on? I see we have uh, the doc at the White House going on about how good it is, and which is, you know, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it. I know that it worked. I know that it worked. My nephew, you know, believed that it saved his life. He was, you know, he was really, really, really sick. And because of hydroxychloroquine, uh, you know, he's still alive. And that's what that doctor said, too. But then we have all the stories about the doc. And I could play the audio of her speaking, which was great. But then we have the story of the doc that she's, you know, 
you know, a little crazy and believes in, uh, you know, alien DNA or something. I don't know. That doesn't change what she said shouldn't be taken as face value that it saved people's lives and it will save people's lives. But of course it will. And so we can't like hydroxychloroquine because our president, Donald Trump, likes it. So that's the way it goes. You know, I saw uh, Ziegler tweeted yesterday that uh, his tweet, uh, John Ziegler at Zygmunt Freud, he's been on the show before. And, and, you know, John, and you can, I've got an interview with him about Matt Lauer on my YouTube channel that is really fascinating. But uh, his tweet uh, yesterday was, I'm not certain about the science on these, but I'm very confident if at the start of this fiasco, Trump had demanded masks mandated, schools 100% online, hydroxychloroquine banned, censoring opposing views, the woke crowd would be 100% against all four. And that I believe to be true. 100% to be true. I mean, there is, in my mind, there's no doubt about that. And we talked about it even before and during the campaign and after Trump was elected president of the United States. I mean, he hadn't even been in office and they were protesting him. He loves the attention and always has. And all you got to do if they were just... Instead of beating it up, beating him up, they would just pat him on the back and go to him. He would be on your side. It's just amazing to me. But they hate him so much. They hate him so much they can't get past it. And many, many times, many, many times since the election of Donald Trump as president of the United States, it has made me laugh. The hatred that many people have for this man over what seems to be nothing to me. Now the country is starting to pay for that hatred and we've got to figure out how to get around that because it's getting a little scary out there. And I'm sick of being angry. I talked to you yesterday about that. I'm sick of being mad. I'm sick of being told I can't go outside without a mask on. I'm sick of being told it's not my choice. You don't get a choice. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of being told I don't get a choice. That's why we came to America. Well, that's why, you know, our ancestors came to America. But there's a thing called, I don't know, the Constitution. So, (sighs) thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. And I do mean that. (laughs) 